Welcome to this bonus episode of the e-commerce society podcast. So today is going to be a quick little episode where I am sharing the reason that we changed the podcast name. So you may have noticed if you get notifications on Apple that say, Hey, Carrie, our six figure product business has a new podcast out. And this week you may have noticed that it didn't say six figure product business podcast. It said the e-commerce society. So I did send an email to the email list, but if you didn't read that, then I wanted to just do a little explaining on the podcast. And of course, it's always easier for me to explain or talk through something on on a podcast rather than an email. So with that said, just want to share a little bit of why we changed the name. Uh, I also changed my business name from my name to e-commerce society, LLC. So I'll share a little bit about those two things and just kind of why I did it and like what the reasoning is. Cause I think it's good to be transparent about changes that you make for your business. And, you know, I always, I always think embrace pivots, embrace times in your business when you want to change things and it's okay to change things, you know? So anyway, let's dive into it. So the podcast, let's start with the podcast. Why change the name? So I think the biggest thing is I started the podcast three years ago. So we've, you know, we've recorded over 220 episodes. We have 212. uh, I think we have more than 212. I forget. I have so many bonus episodes that I put out, but we have, let's say over 200 episodes on the podcast. And when I started the podcast three years ago, I don't know. I, that was the name I chose and I liked it. And I remember a few months ago, I had invited someone to be a guest on the podcast and they wrote back to me and they said, I would love to be in your podcast, but I'm not making six figures. So I don't know if, if it's a good fit or not, or I don't think it's a good fit or, you know, something like that. And I remember thinking, oh, that's great. Like, why would she think that she had to make six figures to, to, be a suitable guest or whatever. I had never thought that people might feel excluded if they are not making a certain amount of money or whatever. And when I started the podcast, the whole six figure thing, I think it was kind of more along the lines of this podcast will help you get to six figures, not this podcast is only for people who are making six figures, you know, per year or whatever. So I realize now, like the entire time I've had the podcast, that could have been confusing to people and that could have made people feel excluded. That could have made people not want to listen because they were like, oh, well, I'm too new. I don't have, I'm not making six figures, so I can't listen or something. So I don't know. I'm not really sure to be honest with you, but that one conversation I had with someone made me, it like made me realize that there could be some confusion. There could be this feeling of like, I'm excluding people or something. And that was never the intention. It was literally like, here's a podcast where I'm going to give you a fluff free, real information that I have learned over the past seven years of having my own e-commerce business, running e-commerce stores, helping people with their business, having students and clients and working with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. This podcast is the way to, you know, remove some of that friction in your business, help you do the things, help you not make the mistakes that I've made, you know? 
So anyway, so fast forward 2023 and I'm having a lot of thoughts about my business and just knowing that I want to change things. And over the last few months after I launched my book, I launched my book customer obsession in October. And after I launched the book, I had really bad burnout and you probably didn't notice, or maybe you did. I'm not really sure, but I was really quiet on social media. I didn't send any emails out, just my normal like podcast email. I did put out podcast episodes, um, but like I didn't do anything else. I was so burnt out. I felt like I couldn't even function. I didn't, I had no drive to work. I had no creativity with ideas. I had no creativity with content. It's, it was a little bit scary for me because really for the past seven years, I have been just kind of working my brains out, hustling and doing all the things and having endless ideas and endless energy. People constantly message me and they're like, how do you do all this stuff? How do you do all these things? How do you, you know, you just have so much. And normally I I'm able to do that. But for some reason, last couple of months, I have had really bad burnout. And I think it's just like a culmination of the last seven years of my life of doing so many goddamn things that it kind of just slapped me in the face. And obviously coming off of this high where I just put out a book into the world that I have spent, you know, a year and a half of my life working on and so proud of it. And like so much emotion attached to it. It's the proudest. I have like two of my proudest things that I've done in my business. One is selling my first business, the Dapper Dog Box. That was my first business, my little baby. I grew that and I sold it in 2019. So that for me is the proudest thing. And I don't know if anything will ever top that. I hope it will because it's good to, it's good to like outdo yourself. You know, it's good to outwin yourself, not someone else, but like yourself. It's you're like one upping the things that you've already done. But I think the second most proud thing that I've done is, is putting my book out into the world. And so coming off of that, I just felt like, Oh, it was like a slap in the face. I couldn't do anything. And I took time off. I didn't really work much. I was also going through some personal things, renovations in my house. Just, it was like the universe wanted me to slow down kind of thing. So anyway, I kind of had some time to think and I decided I'm going to change my business name and I'm going to change my podcast name a hundred percent. And when I came up with the name e-commerce society, I actually didn't come up with it a hundred percent because that's actually the name that was the name of my membership community the e-commerce society which I launched a year and a half ago but that has now changed to the e-commerce collective so we changed that and I bought the domain the e-commerce no I bought the domain e-commerce society.com did I or did I buy the e-commerce society? Oh my God, I forget. I haven't changed my domain yet. That's why I forget what I bought actually. <laughs> I think I bought the e-commerce society.com. So that's the new domain. I will be changing it next month. I'm not doing it right now because it's like the holiday season. And to be honest with you, I can't be bothered to change it right now. So probably in January, I will change the domain. I will change my email address, but it felt good to like decide to do that. I've been thinking about it for a while. And then all of a sudden last month, I just decided to make it happen. I found someone to create a logo for me on 99 designs. I found this great designer in Brazil and he did a phenomenal job with the logo and kind of just nailed this vision I had. 
And the podcast was very important for me to change the name. So I just want to kind of explain why, but I wanted to kind of explain the context of why I decided to change my business. And a lot of it just is because I've just reflected on the future of my business and what I want, what I want it to look like and what I don't want it to look like. And one thing that was kind of becoming very clear to me was I wasn't aligned with my podcast name anymore. The six figure product business podcast. I started it three years ago back then. I loved the name. I loved the name for like the potential that it could inspire people to get to, you know, but it wasn't meant to exclude people. Like if you're not making six figures, you can't sit with us at the table. You know, it was never meant to be like that, but I can see how it could be portrayed like that. So anyway, it was fine until it wasn't fine anymore. And now I just didn't like the name. I don't like the whole, I make six figures and I make seven figures and I make this figures and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's great to have those metrics and numbers. Of course it is. But I think there's a lot of fluffiness that kind of goes around it, especially on social media where you see people posting on Instagram with screenshots of, I made six figures last month doing this, selling this one thing. And it's always like the course creators, people selling digital products. So you might not even be shown these people, but they're horrible. I hate them so much. And I've just been... I kept seeing so many of these recently and I started to get really frustrated with throwing around these revenue terms and not really understanding the context behind that. Well, someone could say, well, I made seven figures in 2023 and I'm more talking about coaches more than product business people, just to be honest with you. And they could say, I made seven figures in 2023 here, do you want to know how? Comment on my post, Susan, and I'll send you my course for $2,000. <laughs> and I'll show you how I made seven figures and you can do it too without working and you know, work one hour per week selling digital products. It's like always the same shit. And I just, I've, I kept see this over and over and over, but we don't know anything about this person. You go to their Instagram account and you're like, okay, well, how are you? Like, what are you doing to make this money? What's your credentials? What were you doing before this business? And I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see me because I'm not, I'm not filming this. I'm just doing audio, but there's, there's a lack of transparency. I think with people on social media, anyone can just start an Instagram account and say, I help female entrepreneurs make seven figures by doing this one thing. And then they just post screenshots of money and take videos of them sitting in a hot tub with wads of cash and getting in and out of fancy cars. And it's all fake. It's all an illusion. And I've just, I'm such a believer of people. I (laughs) like the amount of times I've complained to my husband. I'm like, why is this person making this much money? And I'm not like, why is my business so shitty or something? And he's like, dude, they're fucking, they're probably lying. And I was like, no, they're not. They're not lying. And I've been in mastermind groups where I've like compared myself to other people. And he's always the one who's like, no, they, they could totally be lying. And it's like appalling to me. I'm like, how, why would they lie? They're not going to lie. But actually people, I think people do lie. And I think people do 
try to make themselves look better and they throw around these numbers. I made seven figures. I made eight figures. I made 25 fucking figures. And they often don't have things to back that up. If you actually look closely, you look, what's their background? You can't find any information on what they've done before this. Anyone can start an Instagram account or TikTok account and pretend to help people with like, I can help coaches make more money by working on their mindset or something. And you just like copy what someone else is doing. You charge people for something that you're not qualified to actually be teaching. And I don't know, something about all of that garbage has made me a little bit jaded. And, and I think it's because I do believe people are telling the truth and I am very honest and very authentic. And you know, people can make stuff up, but do they have things to back it up? Like what were they doing before? Have you gone, have you gone to their LinkedIn account? What were their jobs before? Did they have a business before? If they're claiming to make seven figures, well, I don't know. There should be something like credential wise that would have helped them or something. Maybe not. I don't know, but that's just kind of how I think now. And Oftentimes I'll look at people, when I find these people, I'll look at their Instagram and I'm like, okay, who, who are you? What were you doing before? There's no information. You go to their website, no information. Doesn't show anything about their about page, like what they were doing before, how, like what's their framework? How, how are they doing all this stuff? And it's just, there's so much bullshit. And I just, I think I've probably been aware of it for a really long time, but it's just now really bothering me, I think. And because I am very honest and very authentic and I pride myself on being really transparent and authentic. And, you know, one of the things is like for my business, I have said I've made multi six figures with my product-based business. I do use that as, I guess, a bit of a credential because, you know, if I'm here teaching you, how to grow your business. And I haven't grown a business. Well, why should I be teaching you? So I use that definitely as like some kind of a benchmark or something, but also with my business, you know, I grew that business to almost 400,000 in sale, a little bit under $400,000 in sales in under three years. I did not use advertising. I did not work with influencers. I did not pay for sponsored anything. Everything I did to get customers and sales was through organic strategies. It was being scrappy. It was being creative. It was leveraging my customers. That's why I wrote a goddamn book called Customer Obsession because I figured I cracked a code during those three years and I figured out how to leverage customers and treat your customers well and all the scrappy organic marketing to make almost 400K in revenue, not profit, but revenue. And that is a credential that I use. And I, and I am happy to talk about that. And I'm proud to talk about that. Um, and it would be different, for example, if I had that same business, I made almost $400,000 in sales, but I, I used, I did I did all that came from advertising. I I basically hired a Facebook ads person and they ran ads for me. And that's how I made 400,000 in sales. So that's a totally different story. Do you see when you look at the context, you look at the background of that person, you look at actually what do they actually do to get those sales? And you can see those are two different people. Which one do you actually want to work with? The person who actually knows how to grow a business 
through organic free marketing strategies or the person who relies on advertising to grow a business. Well, what if your ad account gets shut down? What if your Facebook page gets shut down? What if your Instagram account gets shut down? What if the algorithm changes and your ads no longer work? You now have no way to get it, to get customers versus the person who figured out all these organic ways to get customers. Well, organic ways are, are organic. They're free. They're not going to go away. So that's what I'm saying here. I'm not, this podcast wasn't meant to, you know, tell you to be cautious of people. I guess I'm just sharing what has made me change my perspective on some things and why I'm a little bit, I don't know, not happy to be thrown around those num- like six figure, seven figure, five figure kind of phrases all the time anymore, or maybe be more selective of when I use them, you know? Um, So anyway, so that has kind of just had me rethink those words and I just feel like I don't want to use those as much anymore. I think if I tell people, hey, I grew a e-commerce business to multiple six figures of revenue in a couple of years, like I think that's fine. I think it's okay to say that, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to be more selective of, of how I phrase that and the context around it. You know, I made almost 400,000 in sales in two and a half years without advertising or leveraging influencers or something like that. Like I relied on organic strategies to get those customers. I think that explaining that and explaining the context is the important part. Again, people, I see this one person, I've talked about her on a different podcast. I'm not using a name, but I see her all the time on Instagram and she's always posting videos and hot tubs and flashing money around and getting out of cars. And she shows screenshots of her Shopify store that have like millions of dollars in sales. Again, if you're doing millions of dollars in sales and all that money is coming from advertising, like how much money is actually profit? That's the thing that you have to be really aware of with people who are selling things. Because if you're doing ads you have no idea the context. Like you can, it doesn't, you could be making $2 million a year in revenue and your ads spend and your agency spend is, is, is pulling 90% of that money down the drain. And you're actually making almost no, no money that goes in your actual pocket, not to mention product costs, cogs, shipping, that kind of thing. So any fucking who I'm rambling here, but that's kind of the reason why the name, the six figure product business podcast just started to not sit well with me anymore. And to be honest with you now, I kind of even look back at that name and it it's like, it's cringy to me now, which is kind of sad because that's my like little beloved podcast that I love so much. And I'm so proud of, and I put so many, so like, you have no idea the time and effort it takes to have a podcast. You have to pay someone to edit it for you. You spend time recording. You ha- pay for your podcast you know, platform fees. And it's a lot of stuff. And I do it because I freaking love it. One of my goals is to get paid to podcast. I love it so much. But um, you have to feel connected I think to the name, I think it's a really important part. And so I thought about it and I'm like, you know what, let's, we're changing the name. We're changing the name to e-commerce society. And wow, like that name for me, it lights me up. It makes me feel really excited. I love 
that I can now say my podcast is called e-commerce society. It fits with me. It fits in with like my mission and my, my vibe and just this more inclusive feeling brand. And that's, and again, I'll, I'll talk a little bit if I have time about why I changed the business name, or maybe that might be a different episode. Cause I'm trying to keep this short, but yeah, I just felt like it was important for me to share a little bit of the reason why I changed the name. Cause you probably didn't even notice and you probably don't even fucking care, but I like to show you the behind the scenes. I like to show you the thought process, the why, like what the why of things is so important to me. And I love to know from other people, why did you do that? Why did you change that? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? And so if I was listening to a podcast and they changed the name, I'd be very curious to know why they changed it. So now you know the why. I think the biggest takeaway from, you know, that I'm trying to share here is that I wanted to feel like a more in- inclusive space. I don't want it to feel like if you don't make this much money, you can't listen or the podcast isn't for you because that actually was never meant to be that. And I want it to feel like a place where whether you're just starting out, whether you are looking for inspiration to start a business, whether you're looking to start a second business, whether you want to sell your business, whether you're trying to grow the business or whether you just need to know that you're not alone in this journey and that you just want to listen to an episode of someone who understands all the crap that you're going through because she's been through it herself and someone who just keeps it real. I keep it, keep it real on the podcast. I swear I tell you what I like, what I don't like, what I believe in. And I also tell you stuff that will help you. I tell you real things. I tell you real strategies that will help you grow your business that do not rely on advertising and don't rely on social media. So I would say 90% of the episodes I talk about here have nothing to do with social media. And that's very intentional on my part. I want you to be able to grow a business that doesn't rely on Instagram, TikTok, or advertising. So anyway, my friends, let me know what you think of the new name. Is it helpful that I explained the why behind the change? And maybe again, you probably didn't even notice or care, but I'm hoping now that you do know that it just, I don't know, makes you feel more, I don't know, something enlightened or I don't know, informed or whatever. So anyway, let me know if you like the name. I'm kind of obsessed with the new name and I literally just wish I had picked that name from the beginning. I think it's the perfect name for a podcast because I want this business to be a more community feel. Again, like I wanted to feel like it's, it's almost like a friend. It's like a real friend of a person that you can go to when you need inspiration, motivation, um, tips, support, help, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, and then with the business change. So again, kind of like similar things to the podcast. I've just been doing a lot of thinking of the future of the business and what I want it to look like. And I, I talked a little bit about it on Instagram. I don't think I've talked about it else. I think I did mention it a couple of times in the podcast that I'm about to start diving headfirst into starting a technology uh, software SaaS company. So software as a sales and it's related to the e-commerce space. I think this is my big idea, like the big, big idea. And I'm diving headfirst into it. And with that said, you know, when you have a new idea that comes to you that you know is going to require 
brain space and and money. Like I'm going to have to invest a lot of personal money into this. I'm going to have to invest a ton of time and energy and all the things. Um, I think it makes you think about what you, what you're doing right now. Like what's working, what's not working. What do you like? What do you don't like? And I've been thinking about that for a while now. And again, like kind of the same thing. My business was my name before marketing by Carrie, Carrie Fitzgerald, blah, blah, blah. And it was more like a coaching business. And, you know, as I've grown, hold on one sec, my pot, my computer froze or not froze. It like times out as I've, you know, grown and evolved over the past, um, almost four years now, I started the business technically like four years ago, but I didn't do much with it until, you know, a couple of months, like March of 2020. So kind of like three and a half years ago, but technically like four years ago, um, you know, you evolve, you grow and you, you're not meant to be the same person you were three years ago. You're not always meant to be doing the same exact thing. So as I have been in the business and, you know, gone from courses and one-on-one coaching to more group programs and memberships and a lot of the things in between, I, I kind of realized I don't want my business to be my name anymore. I don't want it to be just like me, 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 my face and my name everywhere. Um, I don't know something about it. Just again, it's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Not ick, not icky, but like something about it was icky. (laughs) If that makes sense. I feel like it makes no sense, but I'm just sharing how I'm feeling. So I think, you know, You'll either get it or you're, you're like, Carrie, you're fucking crazy. But, um, I think it's just like, I wanted it to be more than just me. I wanted the business to be more than just me and just my name and like coaching and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted it to be more of a community hub. So I've kind of reframed this business as it's the e-commerce society is the hub is your hub. It's your hub for all things, e-commerce and product-based business. We have, courses. We have uh, my cultish product program, which I'm doubling down in for the next year. I'm not really launching anything else. Again, I might come up with something else, but pretty much I'm not launching anything else. Um, my membership, the doors are closed right now. I'm going to be revamping a couple of things with that. And then I have my email marketing template membership where you pay 10 bucks a month and you get a template delivered to your inbox of something that you can send to your email list that week. So we have those, we have that thing. We have my cultish product program. That's pretty much the only way actually the cultish product program is really the only way to work with me in like a mentorship capacity. And then we have self-paced courses. And then I want to come out with probably another course next year, but the course will be on uh, starting and launching a product-based business, not necessarily anything else with growth. Cause I already have so many things. I mean, it's, it's a little ridiculous how many courses I've created. And, um, and then I'm offering some done for you services. So like agency style, but again, my name, because it's not my name anymore of the business, it gives me a little bit more flexibility where like, it's not necessarily maybe me doing everything, which is, is a good thing. Like, I feel like it makes me feel like I have some freedom and flexibility, (laughs) which are my two words of my life. Like freedom and flexibility and adventure are like my three words that I really like to live my life by as much as I can, as much as you can, when you have a child in a house, you know, you don't have that much actually freedom and flexibility. (laughs) 
(laughs) but you have to make it where you can, you know what I mean? So anyway, um, we're going to offer or not, we're going to right now we have a new service that is a website design. So we can create a Shopify store for you. Shopify website. If you have a website right now and you just either are very aware that you need a glow up or you want a glow up, we offer that service now. So I'm pretty excited to offer that. I really love agency work. Um, for the last four years, I basically, head to toe, um, launched a, for a pet brand, I launched all their direct to consumer front facing things. So they were a wholesale pet company. They only put their dog toys in stores. And I basically came on as a consultant and worked with them for four years. And I launched their customer facing website. I started all of their like social channels, their blog, like all the things for them. And I took them again to, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales over the last couple of years, just being organic and scrappy. They had zero online presence. Like it was basically starting a business from scratch almost. And just to see where they are now and all the, the amazing like statistics I was able to pull when I finished my, you know, contract with them, you know, almost 40% of their revenue each year coming from email marketing campaigns, workflows, automations, getting features in cool places, like showing up on Google for ranked number one for all these keywords. It's just, it's really, really amazing. And I'm so proud of the work that I did for that, for that client. But I, I love done for you work. Like I I actually really love it. I love doing website stuff. And so when I was thinking about offering agency services for real, I thought, okay, the two things that I, that I really like, and that are so important to a product-based businesses are your website and email marketing. And so those are the two services that we are going to be offering right now. The only service that you can actually sign up for today is the website, but you can check out our services, carriefitzgerald.com forward slash services. You can check out some of the things that we're offering now. And I'm really excited about that. So again, like I said, it's more of a, a hub. So if you want some work done for you, you don't want to, you don't want to go through a course. You don't want to go through a coaching program. You just want someone to do it for you. We offer that. We have self-paced courses. If you either are on a budget or you want to buy a course so someone on your team can do it for you, or you like courses and you just want to kind of buy a course and do it at your own pace, we have that for you. We have like the combination of like done for you partially done for you and do it yourself, like the email marketing template membership, you know, for 10 bucks a month. And then we have my program, the cultish product program. This is my, you know, coaching mentorship program. And I sent out an email to my email list this week, you know, letting people know some of the business changes and letting people know that that was the only way to work with me this uh, in the next year was through that program. So again, I might offer a couple other things. As of right now, I am not offering anything else because I'm about to go knee deep in the other business. And to be honest with you, the word, my word for 2024, and this is going to be really crazy to say out loud, but my word for 2024 is simplicity. I don't even know how to be simple. Like I don't because I just like I just said, I'm, I constantly come up with new things constant. Like if you saw the notes app in my phone, you would probably have a heart attack. It's filled with new ideas, things I want to create, things I want to launch, things I want to do. And I just kind of need to not, I need to take a step back and not do everything for 2024. 
And part of it is because I just went through really bad burnout. And now I know what that feels like. And I don't want to go through that again. It's, it's really fucking, it's not this like fluffy thing. It felt like it was like paralyzing me. It felt like mental paralyzation when it comes to my, when it came to like the business and ideas and content ideas, I can come up with like 7,000 content ideas every day. And I couldn't come up with a single thing. And I don't want to have to go through that again. So I know now what burnout feels like, and it's not fun. And it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's not just like, oh, you're feeling tired. It's, I think it actually, there, there's, there must be some studies on the, what burnout does to your brain, but it does something and it's not a good thing. So anyway, so my word for 2024 is simplicity. And I am doing what I don't like to do, which is doubling down on one thing. I don't actually love to do that, but I actually want to do that for next year. And the one program that I just really love, I thought of it a while ago. I launched it almost a year ago. I had my first round in February and I had my second round start in, I think it was uh, July or August, July. Uh, my cultish product program. Uh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's kind of a program that has evolved a lot over the last year. I'm definitely someone who I create something and then I want, I want to keep improving it. I want to keep making it better. I listen to people I got a lot of feedback from people in the program, some feedback I took, some feedback I didn't take, but I listen, I want your feedback. I want you to tell me what can I do to make this better? What can I do to help you implement? What can I do to do all the things? So I'm going to create a separate episode on the Cultish product program, updates, applications are open, blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to go too much into detail here, but my point is that I'm doubling down on that program for next year. So that's going to be the main program that I offer. And like I said, the membership right now, um, is still running with the existing people inside, but it, the doors are closed to it and I'm not opening the doors for a while. Cause I need to revamp a couple things and work on improving the membership as well. So anyway, um, but yeah, as I was sort of thinking about some of these changes, I just thought, you know, that I want it to be more than just coaching. I want it to be a place where no matter where you are in your business, we probably have something to help you with, you know, including the podcast. So that's kind of what led to the change. And then, like I said, I, I already had the name e-commerce society from my membership program. And I knew that was a name I wanted. And I went back and forth and my friend Leanne, she's the founder of pure earth pets. She is like one of my favorite, favorite humans ever. And one of my favorite business besties, but I was going back and forth with her, like sending her a million messages recently on Instagram. And I'm like, I can't choose the name. I can't choose the name. And it's because e-commerce society.com, the domain was taken. So I had to go with the e-commerce society.com, which is kind of annoying, but it's okay. Um, I was going to choose the name e-commerce mavericks so that I, I actually bought the domain and then I changed my business name legally with the state of Washington. <laughs> and then it was like, oh my God, I woke up the next day after I changed the name and I was like, I have buyer's remorse. I don't like the word. I can't, I don't want to have e-commerce mavericks as my name. And like a crazy person, the second I said, oh my gosh, no, it can't be e-commerce mavericks. I was like, I'm going to go with 
e-commerce society. And so I bought the domain, the e-commerce society. Again, I need to change my domain and, and email and all that. So you'll see that coming in January. There's really no rush on that. Like who cares, right? But um, yeah, it's funny how sometimes you make a decision and then the second you make the decision, you realize, oh my gosh, no, that's not the right decision. And I knew like e-commerce mavericks, it wasn't it. It was not it. And e-commerce society feels so right. And I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. It's like this inclusive group for all e-com people. So anyway, my friends, that is my quick episode, which is not quick because it's now 36 minutes. But if you know me, you know me and you know, I like to talk and like, I like to give you the details of like why I do things and, you know, the background and all that. So anyway, I hope this helps just to share a little clarity on why I changed the business name, why I changed the podcast name. And I hope it resonates with you. Like I, I want this to resonate with you and I want you to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a cool name. I like it. And I changed the logo. I think the logo is amazing. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I've had, I had my Carrie Fitzgerald logo for the past three years. And when I tell you, <laughs> like, I was not connected to that. Like the fonts, the script fonts, all the things. Nope, 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 nope. So I was very happy to change that. And to be honest with you, I got branding done by someone uh, like three years ago. I was in a mastermind program with her and she had branding services. And so I was like, I would love for you to do my branding. My first logo. Okay. my first, I'm going to share a secret with you. And if you really want to see the visual, send me a DM on Instagram and ask to see my pineapple logo. I... <laughs> So four years ago is when I registered my LLC and it was called marketing by Carrie. I mean, can you cringe anymore? I don't think I could cringe harder on anything, but I knew I wanted to start the business. I could not think of a name. I wanted it to be called like sparkle or something like sparkle and co or sparkle society. I don't know something stupid. And all these names with sparkle were already taken. And thank God, because that just doesn't like, I like, it doesn't suit my personality. It like doesn't suit me. If you know me, you're like, dude, you fucking wear black every time you're on any video. Why would you have a brand called Sparkle? Do you want to know who should have a brand called Sparkle? Kitty Meow Boutique. So Kat, who's the founder of Kitty Meow Boutique, like that would suit her. She's always wearing these like glitzy pink and red things and sequins and like it just fits her. It's like the perfect word for her. But for me, it's not like I always wear black and I love black. You know, you gotta like, I just like black. So anyway, but my first logo was from, I bought it from, I think creative market and it was a pineapple. (laughs) Oh my God. It was a pineapple. And then, you know, you could just put in the words and it would the font would pop up or something. It's, it's so fucking cringy. I can't even handle it. I cannot handle the cringiness, but the point here is that I wanted to start a business. I didn't know a name. So I went with something and said, okay, this is good enough for today, but we're probably not going to stick with this for too long. And I did stick with it for years. And that pineapple logo was so hideous and so embarrassing. And I'm pretty sure there's stuff out in the world, like on Pinterest, where I have pins that will have that pineapple logo on them. 
cringy. So yeah, if you want to see this beautiful logo, send me a DM on Instagram and I will find it and I'll send it to you because it's like, I can laugh about it now. I can also cringe at how ugly it is, but I'm also proud of that person four years ago who had just sold her business and wanted to create a business helping people because I went through a hard time figuring out all the things and I started what I wish I had four years ago. I'm sorry, what I wish I had seven years ago when I started the Dapper Dog Box. I didn't have any resources. I figured everything out on my own and that's not a way to do things. I don't encourage people to figure it all out because there's plenty of people out there, myself included, who have resources to help you start a business, grow a business, etc. So there's no reason to like figure it all out on your own, but I created what I wish I had. And so I'm proud of that. And so even though I can cringe at my ugly logo, I'm still proud of that person four years ago who took a chance and said, you know what? I'm going to start a business. I don't know what I'm doing. I just spent three years selling physical product and I know how to do that now. And now I'm going to like create courses and offer people coaching and I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's important to be proud of like where you start, but also keep move, like keep the needle moving. Keep like, don't keep that ugly logo when it doesn't suit you anymore. And can you even imagine me having a pineapple logo? It's so weird. Like I cannot handle it. And I look at now at this new logo I have and it just, everything fits. It fits together. It's perfect. And I love it so much. So anyway, I hope that resonates with you. And again, if you want to see the ugly pineapple logo, definitely send me a DM on Instagram and I will find it somewhere on my laptop. And I found it recently somewhere and I was like, oh my God, it's so cringy. It's funny to look back at our old work and just be so repulsed. And at the time you probably were like, yeah, look at this pineapple logo. It's so cool. (laughs) My $10 pineapple logo from Creative Market. Uh, anyway. Okay. That is it. Um, again, you can go to my website. It's going to be changed soon, but for now it's still my first name, last name.com. So Carrie K E R R I E Fitzgerald.com. And you can go and check out, um, our services page. You can check out some of the new things that we're offering. We have updated courses. We have, um, updated done for you agency services. You can sign up for the website or you can add your name, to the, you can fill out a form if you want the email marketing stuff, and then we'll get back to you with some options when we have them soon. And of course you can check out Cultish product, my favorite program and applications are open. CarrieFitzgerald.com forward slash cultish. And then I'm going to do an episode tomorrow where I walk you through the cultish product, like what I'm calling 2.0. We have new changes. We have some awesome, exciting updates to the program and, I'm, I'm pumped. This is going to be, this is, it's such a cool program. It's so unique and it really combines the three things that I think are the most important when you're trying to grow a business. You have ways to make money on kind of autopilot. So basically you have a sales system set up where you're making money that comes automatically without making a lot of effort. Um, you have a visibility strategy that doesn't involve social media or advertising, of course, and you have a way to impress customers with your packaging, with your website, with the presentation, the unboxing. And then the new thing that we've added it in 
is the the cultish product framework kind of like what makes a cult like brand and the importance of things like your story coming up with your story sharing your story why it humanizes your business why it sets you apart from amazon and your boring competitors so we've added a couple things to the program we've removed a couple things but it's going to be really really fucking awesome and i'm pumped so um check it out cultish i'm sorry carrie fitzgerald.com forward slash cultish. And you can find the link in the show notes below. It's on pretty much every episode. So that is all my friends. I hope you enjoy this episode and just kind of hope you enjoy learning a little bit more. Like I'm rolling the curtain back and taking you inside and sharing what is going on in the business and my brain and all the cool things. But podcast, we will also be making some changes to the content next year. I didn't announce, I didn't actually talk about that and I was supposed to, and I forgot, but we're going to be playing around with more different types of episodes. So I'll leave you curious about what that will look like. (laughs) All right, my friends, I'll talk to you soon.